Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome to the second edition of the 2300 Pod. Nate Maxson here with you from the We Can't Wrestle podcast, along with my brother Aaron. Aaron, how's it going? Good. All right, and Chad Austin of ECW is here with us. As original. We, as we chronicle the history of ECW, we did the episode last week from April 6th of 1993. It wasn't terrible. Now we got this week's show from April 13th of 1993, and it might be a little different story. But before we do that, before we before we get into this week's show, because of some discussion we had last week, I did some research. Now I didn't go to the Library of Congress or anything, but I did do, do a little Googling, and I found out our mystery about Stevie Wonderful. Um Stevie oh, Wonderful. No. Stevie Wonderful was not was not a was not a wrestling guy. Actually, apparently his name is Steve Truitt, and he was and actually he's a just... registered sex offender. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was he was actually the uh, the first sound guy for ECW when Todd Gordon and his other business partner started it up. I found this article online about the business history of ECW. So there you go. There's the answer. Stevie Wonderful was so, the sound so where, guy. Where would you where would you rate him then, as far as how how his work was compared to who else was on the show? Because we well, thought he was and, the worker, right? Right. And I thought about that too. Like actually, for a guy that was just moonlighting as an announcer, now not too shabby, really. <laughs> for yeah, an indie, like, for an a, indie uh, announcer. He was every bit as credible as the Sandman or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. I mean, seriously, Chris uh, Chris Davis. Or Chris Michaels. I can't wait to get into that one. Yeah. <laughs> so for those of you that uh, want to pause the show and go find this uh, this show on the WWE Network or YouTube or wherever you watch it, if you want to watch it first, it's April 13th, 1993. And Aaron, I'll let you start us off with the intro here. Um, well, I put the, the awkward Jay Sully and the great unknown Stevie Wonderful open the show, but now he's not great or unwonderful or unknown. <laughs> um, but they open the show, and it's kind of a clunky little opening, and Jay Sully seems confused like he always does, and Stevie Wonderful just does his thing. And then um, Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert comes out, and Stevie, Wonder, Stevie Wonderful declares him the king of the test. Texas Deathmatch. <laughs> yeah, Stevie Wonderful. I, Stevie Wonderful is the authority to make a proclamation like this, right, yes. guys? <laughs> I, and I, also, I wrote. I had. I had written down that I said Gilbert is not at his best here. Like everything to me just seemed like it was just so rushed. Like he yeah. was in a hurry to mm-hmm. get this and Sully, like thing over. Sully forgets how to use a microphone like during the whole thing. Like, he's holding the microphone, but he doesn't even like put like he's talking to Gilbert, but he's holding the microphone down by his fucking peck. And then like like they're trying to do their thing and Sully has no fucking idea what's going on. This yeah. this fucking yeah. opening segment's yeah. a fucking train wreck. I, I I wrote that Funk was great because he dumped the Perrier water on Gilbert and Gilbert yeah. sold it like it was like, you know, like yeah, yeah, like it was battery acid. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "This is fucking. This is already going out of control." And, and it's with Eddie Gilbert and Terry Funk, and it's like, like Funk. I, I think Funk had no idea what he was doing there. Honestly, mm-hmm. like he just the whole entire show. We'll, we'll get we'll get into it as we talk about the show, but he just seems like he had no idea. Yeah, he's just there for the ride, man. Going. Yeah. <laughs> 
And I, I, I did. I don't know if you guys disagree, but I did like the the little needling heel of Eddie saying "my people." I, I did like, I did like that. Yeah, like Eddie and Terry did a great job, but just fucking Sully, he didn't hold the mic where he needed to hold it, and it, 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 it came off as just a clusterfuck, in my opinion. Yeah, there, there was all kinds of, there was all kinds of not good with that, like you know, and it's with fucking Gilbert, so you don't have any idea, like you know. And like I said, I think Gilbert just rushed everything. Like, mm-hmm. just, you know, we had to make it quick kind of thing. Right. We've got four minutes for TV. And yeah, we got to get yeah. this over real quick. We got to do this angle. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> so that was Funk. That was Funk being brought in as the, the real special co host. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So then we moved on to Johnny Hotbody versus Glenn Osborne. And am yeah. I not mistaken? That was a, a tournament match for the TV title, right? It was, it was, and I think my, and Johnny my, Hotbody, Johnny Bo- Johnny Hotbody weighs three hundred pounds, counting his ego. Right. <laughs> I've used and, and is there is there any like I, I I might be wrong, but it's like Johnny Hotbody. When I look at him, is there any more of like an East Coast indie '90s guy than Johnny Hotbody? Yeah, keep watching the rest of the show. <laughs> they're, they're all the same guy. Yeah. I mean, like but literally, I'm watching the show just going. Exude, he just exudes that to me. Like he just, he just, yeah. I wrote, I wrote down that this had to be the first match of the TV taping that night because this was every first match in an indie show I've ever seen. <laughs> Pretty much <laughs> in, in Jersey or the Eastern or the East Coast. I bet you, like they they are sold show guys. They're guys that are on them shows that like the corporations buy, yeah. you know, or the, the, you know, and they're on that show because they they're big. They look like wrestlers, blah blah. blah. Well, you know, they're just them guys. I, I mean, wrote, um, I wrote like, who is the ref? And I wrote at one point, what the fuck is Terry Funk saying? He was, <laughs> he was saying something about Glenn Osborne like taking too many two counts. <laughs> and then the, the three count might accidentally slip in, and and I'm just like, what, like what show are you watching, Terry? <laughs> and to me, Glenn Osborne looks like he's Glenn Osborne is built like a huge midget. <laughs> like he looks like a midget, like a super tall midget to me. I, I wrestled him one time. I mean, I don't have no problem with him. But I wrestled him one time, and he was a big dude. And I gave him the arm ringer from a lockup, mm-hmm. and he literally told me to lighten up, brother. And I just was like, what? I mean, <laughs> look at you and look at me. I mean, seriously. But, but to me, that's just how he, he looked to me. Like, he has, like, stubby little arms and a big forehead. And, and he just looked like a like a super tall midget. Like did you, uh, Green? <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you make a note about the awful ref bump? I did not. Oh but my what god! I, where, he threw, where, where he threw like hot body into the corner, and he came out and he ducked, and um, Osborne was way too close to the corner that he had to run to hit the referee to clothesline him. <laughs> now, what like, I did actually—that may have been what I wrote. What I, why I wrote this uh, this note that I have here because I wrote because I remember you last week talking about this ring, like this ring being smaller, and. I noticed these guys, it seemed like they were like half a step off a lot during this match. And it seemed like they weren't, it seemed like they weren't, uh, they didn't have a feel for the size of the ring. I guess I'll put it that way. <clears throat> yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, 
I just thought it, no, no, <laughs> that was, um, that, um, that ref bump when, when, uh, hot body hit the corner and you know how they do a spot where you hit the corner hard and you come running out for the clothesline and the guy's there mm-hmm. and the referee's right behind him. Referee wasn't right behind. <laughs> like, and he had to make kind of a left to like hit him. <laughs> like it wasn't like he was behind him like a step and he accidentally hit him. He had to kind of like, like I said, like, do, make a left. Do a little jog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm like, you had to turn to hit him still. Oh, it's, oh boy. And then I wrote, wow. What a promo from Glenn Osborne. What the fuck? And fucking Osborne goes over hot body because Tommy Cairo gets involved. And, and the other thing that to me, just as a fan, I thought this match went like way too long. Like I think everything went, we've seen so far has went way too long. <laughs> no, I mean, no, 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 be, I don't. I don't mean that like like I'm shitting on it. Like after we talk about some of the other matches that were on here, I think all this went way too long. You could have cut this down to like thirty you know, minutes. These matches to you know to like um, highlights or video mm-hmm. packages or you know whatever. But nobody really needs to see Johnny Hotbody and Glenn Osborne for like twelve minutes. <laughs> Come on, this was bad. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. I mean, I like both guys, you know, whatever. That's my Chris Clow match of the week. And <laughs> you don't know Chris Clow. He's a friend of mine, but he's a terrible, terrible worker. And every time <laughs> I can shit on him, I do. And I forgot to shit on him last week. So that's my Chris Clow match of the week. That was bad. I like Johnny Hotbody as a heel. I'm not a big fan of Glenn Osborne at all. Like, as soon as this guy is off the TV, it's better for everybody in my opinion. The funny thing about Glenn Osborne is when I used to see him in the in the magazines in the early 90s, like the PWI 500s or when they do, you know, just... You yeah, thought he was cool. Yeah, yeah, he looked cool in the magazines, and then when you saw him for real, it was like, yeah, not so much. Good job, Bill Apter. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, I, I mean, I, I didn't have a... I didn't have anything off the charts with him as far as a match. I mean, I don't. I never had a problem with him personally, but mm-hmm. I mean, just for him to be like telling me to lighten up on an arm drag when I'm 180 pounds and he's Glenn Osborne, the <laughs> madman from the Badlands, I don't know. <laughs> Fuck. And that, and like you said, that promo after the match was fucking abysmal. That was yeah, terrible. It was terrible. It's every it's every Northeast indie guy's promo. You know, I mean, and, and the and it could the only thing that could have made it any worse was that he would have yelled "baby, baby." <laughs> yeah, that's what that's that's my that's my biggest pet peeve in any promo. Like I I've actually made it a point to never ever say the word "baby" in a promo, like baby. because I just it just sounds so jabroni. Baby me, and like, baby and daddy. <laughs> yeah, daddy. No, I don't know. I mean, it depends on where you're at. In, in the south, you can be yeah, yeah, daddy could work. <laughs> now that that promo at the end, and then he's like, "Yeah, yeah that, that fucking that Glenn Osborne promo is fucking terrible." Two guys, two, about, two two guys in the audience popped, and they were fucking hammered. You know, <laughs> everybody about Glenn, uh, everything about to me, and I, I know you said he was like a good worker or whatever, but everything to me about Glenn Osborne is just terrible. <laughs> Okay, I mean, I mean, I'm not here to change your mind. I, mean, I understand that, but I'm just, and you're not going to because that guy, is yeah, a fucking train wreck, man. 
Well, now we like I said, the- I only worked him once. I mean, I didn't have a. I mean, I've been in the locker room with him, you know, tons of times, mm-hmm. you know, and talked to him, but I just never had to work him but one time. And I was just like, that wasn't the greatest experience I've ever had. <laughs> It's like you know, T Rex arms, T Rex arms, and a giant baby head. <laughs> not everybody has good chemistry together. You know what I mean? It's not even. It's not his fault. No, it's, now not, get, it's not my fault. Now we get to the moment that you alluded to uh, when we started the show, Chad. The Chris Michaels oh, yeah. match. Oh yeah. All right, we yeah, got Larry, was, uh, Larry, Larry, Larry Winters, Winters and the um, Tony the Hitman Stetson versus the oh, Samoan yeah. Warrior. And Chris Michaels. And apparently, Larry Winters and Tony Stetson are the number one contenders. Oh, yeah. And, and the Samoan Warrior and Chris Michaels don't even get a fucking internet, like, introduction on TV. They're just out there. <laughs> and the Samoan, the Samoan Warrior looks like he just showed up and they put some underwear on him and told him to go out and I, do his I, best. I have a feeling that we have we've used him before in Maryland. Simone Warrior. Sure. Yeah, okay. I I I think he's he's got actually has some lineage. You know, I, I mean, mm-hmm. apparently Alpha and Sika were the Adam and Eve of the Samoan family <laughs> because everybody gets traced back. Every single Samoan gets traced back to Alpha and Sika. You know, <laughs> who is the female? And, and, uh, <laughs> And, uh, and, and Chris, Michaels, Chris Michaels, I don't know what it is about him. There was just something about his about his work and his look that interests me. Like, you know, he could be like a good like a good manager kind of guy. And mm-hmm. I I think he was I think he was either gone before I got there, or maybe I was there after one show that he was on. But he wasn't there much longer. But he stuck out to me. But Larry St- Larry Winters and Tony Stetson probably didn't stick out to me. Like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Like, and, I, and like I said, I'm not a obviously not a wrestler. I'm a fat schlub. But fucking um, Chris Michaels does a spot in the match that seems oh, yeah. completely out of place, where he skins the cat. Like he he right goes into right the ropes chest first. <laughs> And flips over, and it makes absolutely no sense. And then he attempts to skin the cat, but he doesn't even fucking do it properly. Yeah, I have and it written on my paper. I wrote the skin the cat spot because it was it, fucking I mean, you, terrible. You know, if you didn't catch, if if you caught that, because that was clearly after the neck breaker spot, where um, hot body threw the dude in. And he and Stetson like um, or Hot Body punches him in the stomach, and he bends over, and Stetson comes in for the neck breaker. But Chris Michaels completely went the other way, like with the bump. You know how this Bobby Eaton spot is, where you do that punch to the gut neck breaker spot. Mm-hmm. Well, Chris Michaels went the other way, so he totally jumped out of Tony at Tony Stetson's arms. But then I wrote skin the cat spot. Oh boy, what the <laughs> oh fuck boy, was that thing? <laughs> like what was Chris Michaels doing? Like it made absolutely no sense. How did they get them guys to go along with that? Like, <laughs> I don't get the fuck out of here. And everybody's and somehow, just looking at him like, "What the fuck is this guy doing?" And then somehow, right after that, I just had the had the word "shitty clothesline." <laughs> like pretty much everybody in ECW at the time. Could anybody in that company throw a fucking clothesline? <laughs> like that—that's that, bullshit. Like, 
Oh no! Wait a minute. What am I got? Making a. Uh, um. Oh yeah. Then. Um. Yeah. Nobody knows how to throw a good clothesline. It, it throw that stiff arm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they kind of just kind of. You know what's stupid? Like watch Stan Hansen take somebody's head off. You know, <laughs> watch a guy who knows how to throw a clothesline throw a clothesline. These clotheslines are terrible. <laughs> and then at some, at some point there was a a, a Tony Stetson and, and Larry Winters interview where or Terry. Terry Falk, Terry he makes Fun, a, he he makes a Jefferson's theme. In my notes, it says Terry Funk interviews Stetson and Winters, Winters, and fucks up the Jefferson's theme. <laughs> Jefferson, they're moving on up. I wrote, that's what I got. I wrote, uh, it was, uh, it says Winterson, Winters, Stetson over slash Funk makes a Jefferson's reference. <laughs> that oh, yeah. doesn't even get it right. <laughs> What the fuck was that? <laughs> all of a sudden, uh, Mr. Breath himself. Yeah. <laughs> and why was Hunter Q. Robbins the third comparing these two guys to the Simpsons? He's like, yeah, uh, it's like he yeah. called he called Larry Winters <laughs> and fucking. Chris, I also he called, have that he called down. Larry Winters and Ted St- or Tony Stetson, um, Bart Simpson, Simpson and your stupid dad Homer. <laughs> I actually have it written down too. I said Hunter made a Simpsons joke. (laughs) It's like, what the fuck is happening? This (laughs) makes absolutely no sense. And then the Super D's come out, and they at least, at least the Super D's look fucking presentable. Credible. I mean, probably besides Funk and, I mean, Gilbert, who are in non really working capacities. They look the most credible of talent as far as what I've seen on the show so far. And they look like a team. <laughs> yeah, that, that I'm sorry. I hate to go back to it, but that Hunter Q. Robin Simpsons thing, I was like, where where did this come from? Is this an insight? Yeah, you look, you, you look not like to mention, Simpson and his stupid retarded father or whatever the, he says. And, and it, Larry Winters obviously looks like the older of the two, so wouldn't he be Homer? I mean, if we're going to go with your joke all the way, Hunter. <laughs> oh, poor Hunter. He's just shit talking because of his halitosis. <laughs> well, what about the next match? It was a barn burner. Oof. <laughs> well, first of all, we get the Sandman promo with lots of the word "yeah." Well, well, That's see, what I see with Terry right. Funk. We got Terry Funk, and he's dressed like like an early '90s divorced dad at a local bar. <laughs> it's like he works at Roadhouse. Yeah, like he's like, hey. He loves my Brooks wife and Dunn. Just, my wife just left me. I'm looking for like a 18 year old girl. I'm gonna. He's fucking... gonna. Bo- he's gonna boot scoot boogie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like an early 90s dad that's just looking to just prey on an innocent woman. You know, I got a question because I, I didn't catch it. I actually turned my head. Where did they announce the Sandman as being built? Like, it was from somewhere in California, but I don't remember what they said it was. Was it Oceanside? It might be Oceanside. I'll have to, I'll I mean, have, I'd have yeah, to go back I mean, and look again. Because I'm He's, just thinking, like, when he was cutting that promo and he had that New Jersey, Philadelphia <laughs> accent, and I was like, where the fuck are they building the Sandman? He's got that, no. that, that crew cut and that little fucking Sandman doing on it. Oh. Sandman's like uh, um, uh, from a Columbus, it is, it Ohio. Is Oceanside. It is Oceanside. <laughs> is it Oceanside, it's Oceanside okay. California? He's like oh, uh, Oceanside, California. 
He's he's like he's from a Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, that's no, yeah. <laughs> at, at, at this point, the interview was going like whatever the match was going so bad. I kept noticing that stupid looking high school looking ECW banner is in the background. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and Terry Funk like looks at Sandman and goes, "Tell me all the great things you did for the kids." Yeah. Like, I don't well, want to know what Sandman did to the kids. <laughs> well, that's actually a shoot. Honestly, like because Todd Gordon was big with the um, the Special Olympics and then mm-hmm. doing like them shows, you know, for the, you know, the handicapped kids, something mm-hmm. like that. And Sandman was always on them and always volunteers time. So, like, there's there's a lot of shows that nobody has on tape or seen from Todd Gordon that he ran for these charities. Okay. So that's actually kind of a shoot. I mean, everybody can think a hack for what they want to think a hack as, <laughs> but it's a fact that, yeah, he did do shit for charities. Well, that's cool, and I understand that. But like when when um, Terry Funk was like, "Oh, Sandman, tell me what you did for the kids." I was looking at the front row, and the front row of the fans. I was like, "Man, this is in a high school gym," and a lot of the front row fans shouldn't probably even be in a gym, let alone <laughs> around high school or <laughs> junior school children is what they look like to me. <laughs> like my like hat man. Should he be around? Yeah, I made a note know. about him. I made a note about him going, God damn fucking like Hawaiian shirt guy or hat guy or whatever. You know, like, dude, God, I, how long is how long I've seen that guy just be there mm-hmm. forever? <laughs> see, All them guys. See, see, well, okay. This is another note I have, and before we jump ahead too much, I want to ask this, Chad. Um, there's two guys on this show that um, are staples of it, and it might be people that that don't get talked about a lot, and. I wanted to see if you had any stories about him, and it's John Finnegan and Jim Malaro, the the referees. Those guys were there the entire time. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, do you have any Do you have any stories about the refs? Because to me, like a referee is, a, is is like an unsung hero in wrestling, and and they don't get talked about. And John Finnegan and Jim Malaro, they were in ECW from. Obviously, now yeah. we'll start until the end, and I didn't know if you had any stories. No, I mean, them. I don't have any. I don't have any road stories with them. And it, 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 here's the good thing about it: if I don't have anything to tell you about them, then they didn't do anything fucking. Yeah, wrong. they were good guys. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, and they were good guys. Like you know, you could. You, I mean, you could talk. You hang out, like you know, because I guess they were. I'm assuming they were local guys. You know, Philadelphia guys. Because I, I would drive home most of the time unless it was a you know two we- a weekend shot thing. So mm-hmm. I would drive home so I wouldn't hang out at the hotels. But yeah, I guess they were Philly guys. But yeah, I mean they were just regular guys. They were um totally cool. And if I don't have anything to tell you about them, then that's probably the best thing to tell you about them. Okay. <laughs> but all right, I was I was just trying to get at the fact that like in a match, like the ref is. In ECW? Probably. I don't know what you're talking about. 
just, I was just trying to get some referee stories. That's okay. I mean, in ECW, a referee? <laughs> I mean, he was just kind of hanging out. <laughs> yeah, he, he's pretty just. He's just counting a three. He's. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say he's. He's there for the. Uh, for the illusion. Yeah, pretty much. Does anybody know anything about the ferocious Kodiak bear? <laughs> well, I worked on shows with him. I don't know anything really about him, but I, I know he's one of them Jersey guys. Mm-hmm. Like you know, we talked about like you know the, the um, hot bodies, Stetson. He, uh, he was the uh, who was he with? Did he work? Oh, Sandman. Yeah, oh, he boy. worked. With, yeah. What what I, what I write about this one? That was the ECW uh, title match. And I wrote. Uh, well, apparently there was a, a clothesline that was bad again. <laughs> <laughs> Another one, and then I wrote. At one point, I wrote. Uh, I wrote, "Boy, this show is a doozy." <laughs> it sure right, is. Right after that, this was another match that. Could have been at least seventy five percent shorter. Um, well, Terry Funk even mentioned it. He said how Kodiak Bear was trying to feel out the champion and see how long he could go. I'm like, no, we don't want to. We don't want to see how long you can go. Fuck it. How long could we have TV time for? The Kodiak Bear is not money. I'm sorry, he's just not money. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Good God. The oh, yeah. we got we we got something coming up after this, and I don't I, know. I love the fact that I have this show as a doozy written <laughs> written on there. I don't know what I, I don't know what I wrote this down. What song did Terry randomly sing on commentary? Who? Terry Funk randomly sang a. I, I should have wrote the song down. He was randomly singing a song. On did you catch it, Aaron? Oh, damn. I'm, I, I can't. I don't know why I didn't write the song down, but ter- during commentary on this, Terry was just randomly singing like some '50s song. I'm gonna have to well, go back. I, I know that that during I this match, you. they were talking about how Peaches and Tiger were like the hottest things in the world. And I'm like, Jesus <laughs> Christ! Well, it is this Philly. Is your, <laughs> if this is your equivalent of like hot chicks, it's like we're. Oh, wasn't Peaches Sammy's wife? Yeah. Like legit, right? Wife? Yeah. I, I kind of got it confused. I wasn't sure if she was or not. But yeah, I, I got you. But Tiger, yeah. I don't know shit about. She wasn't. But but basically, they were trying to sell like Peaches and Tiger as being like these like, super hot divas or whatever in the ECW. And they, 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 it, was, it was pretty Nobody rough. Everybody was buying it. <laughs> I, 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 I certainly wasn't buying a ticket to the ECW arena to see Peaches or Tigers. So I tell you that, and I don't understand. Yeah. I don't. I didn't even understand why. What was it? Is it Tigra or Tigress? I think it's Tigress because it's a there's a Latino community there, and I think that's kind of Spanish or something. Because I I didn't even understand when the match started why she was randomly just walking out around ringside. I was like, is she there with the Kodiak bear? Like, what's going on here? Is she? Is that her? They were they were basically peaches and tigress. <coughs> were taking jackets yeah. and shit. That was their job, and they yeah, were that, trying that, to sell them to me and like, yeah, that that to me was just like, come on, just. Get 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 on with this. I mean, because I mean, what what was the next thing? Wasn't it the um, 
The next thing uh, is the the Eddie Gilbert J T oh, Gil- Smith yeah, match. Gil- yeah, all right. All right, I had to change my my notes, my pages because I, <laughs> I all I wrote was okay Gilbert versus J T Smith, and I wrote not awful. Yeah, yeah, that's and, what I put. It's like I put tournament match Eddie Gilbert versus J T Smith. Finally, something good. Yeah, like I think these guys are gonna have a good match. J T Smith, I think, is a good worker. Eddie Gilbert obviously was fantastic. And these guys are actually going to put something out there that's going to be worth watching. I actually – I'm a big, huge, like, fan of J.T. Smith. Mm-hmm. I just feel so bad when he tries to do high-risk maneuvers. Yeah, it's <laughs> He just falls on his face. They, they, they never pan out for him, right? <laughs> and, and, you know, literally I'm like, right, he's trying his best. You know, he's a great athlete, but, yeah, he's so, just getting – he fucks so, moonsaults up. <laughs> so is, is do you think do you think that because I, I was going to ask you if you had any any uh, stories about him, but my first question, I guess, now that we brought that up, is do you think that at some point that became a work? Thank you. As opposed to reality, you know what I mean. Well, of course it was. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's what. Like when you people, see the people Michael, wanted, people wanted to fucking chant it, JT, that he fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, that was the thing. I mean, yeah, but you, you you didn't have to say that like a year, like years before they made it a deal. Like you could see him do stupid shit. That Mike Awesome thing will live in infamy. I was uh, in the, I was in the locker room with that thing happened, and mm-hmm. and if you would have seen everybody in that locker room, I don't even I couldn't even tell you names because it was everybody. Like, were they grimaced or whatever? Like, oh Jesus Christ! Dude, we all ran to the monitor, like, like as far, we were like sitting in chairs, and then when we saw it, we all just kind of like ran up to the monitor and be like, "What the fuck is this? You know, <laughs> is he okay?" And then when he, the referees like, "Hey, he's all right," I'm like, "How the fuck is this guy okay?" He was he was bent in half, in backwards. half, in half. Yeah, he it looked like he. Like he has it. like an exoskeleton <laughs> or whatever. It's like it's fucking insane. And pretty, pretty much, pretty much the only thing, yeah, pretty much the only thing I wrote about about that match was that it was not awful, and I said that old finish that you know <laughs> yeah. Morocco and Tito whatever mm-hmm. gimmick whatever that was you know that was kind of what it was. But it was definitely the best thing on this show. And, and I, I think I think JT. JT Smith, in my opinion, is uh, underrated. Like I, th- I think the guy could have, like, I don't know, maybe done something in like a WWF, or WCW, and and I don't know, man. He was pretty fucking clumsy, <laughs> uh, and that's not even like me, like making fun of him kind of thing. He was a liability. But like a personality wise. Oh no, he could, he could be an agent. Oh, he could be an agent or do anything like you know, per, like you said, personality wise. Yeah, like a manager or something like that. Like when he was like uh when he became oh, like boozy. Italian or whatever, like yeah, the FBI deal. Was that was he was entertaining as shit. I well thought. that's what I that's what I was about to say. You probably could have slapped him into a a Santino Morella like role, like where he he's the the, like a goofy the, fucker. The, yeah, the the goofy jagoff that's hanging out with a diva or something, you know, to for comic relief. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I totally believe that. But just him on the top rope shouldn't be fucking. <laughs> it really shouldn't be seen. 
That's not that's not good for anybody. <laughs> but wait a minute. After that match, who do we get next? Another champion is that another tournament match? No, that one was a tournament match. This oh, is just the main event. The, this is the, the main event. With no intros. We just come so in. Just... Progress by road. <laughs> we uh we come into a uh, cold a cold we come in cold to a match Ky- Tommy Cairo and the Super Ninja. Yeah, who oh, the yeah. fuck was that guy? I wrote I wrote I have no idea who it is. <laughs> it might have it might have just been one of the super D's of a different outfit on, maybe. No, this guy was smaller. This guy was way smaller. And yeah. I had a feeling you got I had a feeling you guys are gonna ask me who the ninja was. So I literally <laughs> wrote like I have no idea who that no idea. Yeah, I put, I put Super Ninja, ask Chad, who the fuck was the Super Ninja? And, and what, but there was a, uh, all I wrote that it was joint in progress and there was a spin kick spot. <laughs> well, yeah, I loved how Tommy hit, hit a good spin kick. He did. I loved how the announcers, like the Super Ninja guy, is just doing regular, regular, like this little chops and stuff, and they're calling it martial arts or like he's just doing a regular, a regular do. kick. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, don't, I mean, I don't have many ninjas you know, but the ones that I know, they do all that shit. <laughs> I only know six or seven. I only know six or worst, seven, but they're retired. <laughs> the worst white ninja ever. Is yeah, I mean, who, who are these white ninjas? <laughs> like Al Snow as Shinobi, and and Hot Body gets involved and. In, in the end of this match, like Johnny Hotbody tries to get involved, but this is the most ineffective guy <laughs> attempting to get involved in a match I've ever seen. Like he tries to get involved and, 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 and fuck the finish, but the finish still happens. Like Tommy Cairo still wins his match, and then fucking Hotbody still gets his ass beat. Like Johnny Hotbody was the most ineffective. <laughs> Interferer in the history of wrestling at this moment. It's like you didn't like you, you didn't end the finish because Cairo still won, and then you get your ass beat to the back. It was terrible. wasn't there a ref bump in that match? They attempted it, and it was terrible. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that match was ridiculous. I mean, it was completely ridiculous, and and the whole entire finish, I like, I just. I actually, the next thing I wrote was the go home promo from Funk was all over the place because oh, I just yeah, couldn't. Him and Ty Gordon. Yeah. What? A, I mean, who is Ty Gordon? Think he is out there? <laughs> who's the guy that does the jewelry thing in Philadelphia? I hate Steven Singer. Like, <laughs> that's what he's look. He's coming across like on TV. He's like I hate. I'm the I hate Steven Singer guy. <laughs> Terrible. Like yeah, I mean I don't know what your opinion of this whole entire show was, but I can if I had to give him, I don't know what 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 do you do a one through five or one to ten? Yeah, one one out of out of I put I mean to be honest with you, out of ten I have it as a four, and that's that's mainly because there were things in it that made me laugh, <laughs> and I liked the Eddie Gilbert J T Smith match. Okay. I gave everybody- I gave the- I gave this show like a negative four. <laughs> I give it up. <laughs> like this, this show, show yeah, that should have stunk. 
This show was really bad. Yeah, it was. Like, I'm actually. It was so bad to the point where I'm actually glad that I didn't use the paper that's in my notebook. (laughs) Write down the notes on it. I I used my wife's paper from her notebook to write it down on because I don't want this to ever resurface in my life again. (laughs) I watched this. This this was a really fucking rough show, and if if you're gonna go off um, the first show we watched, which is really good, and then you're gonna go off of this one, it's like, man, why would I? Why would I uh, want to watch it? And just just as an oh. example, just as an example, we last week we spent close to an hour talking about that show, and this show we've gone thirty six minutes and we're already done because it just there wasn't a lot to to rave about about this. Oh show. no, there wasn't. <laughs> there was a lot of Glenn Osborne. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you the that. giant midget. If you're into that kind of stuff, and that's the kind of stuff you like. I mean, <laughs> So this is April. We're talking probably what, probably six months before these guys all start fading away. I think probably like maybe around Octoberish. I say yeah, yeah it, it is October. Okay, because I'm pretty sure that's when um, uh, Polly kind of comes in full time and starts doing the whole um, you know manipulating thing. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's, that's about accurate. Because I think Ultra Clash, like I said, Ultra Clash, I think is the. Uh, the show where it's Paul's first show. Because I think it's Eddie's last show. Mm-hmm. And they do like the baseball match or whatever. No, I don't know. I mean, it was just literally behind the scenes shit. It was Eddie's last show. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, Paul took over, you're gone. And, yeah, I mean, it was like when Public Enemy debuted, and the, I think it was, uh, they had the Stan Hansen and shit like that. Oh, it was crazy man, back then. <laughs> So they they um, they go off the air, and then it's funny because uh, I didn't know I, last week I didn't watch the the credits. This week I just I didn't watch them, but they were there while I was finishing up my notes. And I look up, and it says it answered my question. It says sound Stevie Wonderful. So <laughs> I, I googled all this crap to find out that Stevie Wonderful was the sound guy, and I should have just watched the fucking credits because then I would. It's know. funny. It's funny you said that because I don't watch the credits either because I always know that it's always Thomas Edward, whatever you know. <laughs> you know, I know how it is. But then when I saw it was Matt Radico, was mm-hmm. like a producer on the show, like. If I, if, if I'm, do you know do you know who he is? Well, I don't really. I, he is mentioned in that article that I read, though, that I found to find out who Stevie Wonderful was. Um, yeah. He's mentioned in there. He was. Did he was Radico. Is that what he said? He was a yeah. Matt. Business, Ra- Matt. Was, it's R A D I C O. He was a business partner of Gordon, wasn't he? Well, I I knew he owned like like a lot of the tapes. Like, I don't know okay. if he was part of the production part of it. That's what I, I don't know. I just know the name from, like, every time I see, like, a producer thing and I see Matt Radico. And then when Paul, like, um, you know, I don't want to say he defaulted, but when he had that that split with the original, you know, the first people that owned, like, the old stuff. Right. Like, they held them tapes up to Paul for money. And mm-hmm. I remember, I think, Matt Radico's name was brought up. Because I think Paul owed them money from studio production, you know, costs. Right. And when I saw that, I was like, damn, I ain't heard Matt Matt Radico's name in ages. (laughs) 
yeah, I, like I said, I saw, I remember seeing that name in the article that I read. So, yeah, he was definitely uh, somewhere my in there. Credit, my favorite credit name isn't even an ECW thing. It's fucking NWA. My favorite credit name is um, Bill Dickey. Bill Dickey? Bill Dickey. Phil, Phil Dickey. Dickey. <laughs> yeah. He's on the end of every fucking NWA fucking worldwide or any. He was a rib? Eh, possibly. <laughs> but yeah, it's like every, at the end of every like WCW fucking worldwide or fucking show, it's a, it says camera, Phil Dickey. It cracks me up. <laughs> Phil Dickey should be a grip, let's be honest. Right? <laughs> I remember I remember when I worked, uh, what did I work? Maybe it was Smoky Mountain, or maybe it was WCW, and I, I came across uh, Rip Rogers. Mm-hmm. Who hates Aaron, by the way. Huh? Rip Rogers hates Aaron. Oh, wow. He, he didn't like me either. Honestly, <laughs> but I, I get I get in the locker room and he looks at me because of my size, mm-hmm. and, he, and he goes, "You know what are you here for? You know what are you a production grip?" <laughs> or so, I go, "No, I ain't a best boy. I'm not a dolly." <laughs> and I, I, I must have ran down seven names of jobs <laughs> that I that I knew about from working on entertainment platforms. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me and he goes. I think I'm going to like you <laughs> because, <laughs> I, because I knew what he was talking about. You know, mm-hmm. he, he was just trying to shut me up. And I was like, no, I'm not none of these things. <laughs> you shut up, Rip Rogers. <laughs> I'll do it. And, and the best part was the whole entire time in WCW, none of these people worked all week. Mm-hmm. As Wally, Rip Rogers, Buddy Lee Parker, I don't know. They have all them guys that you, that you don't see on TV that were around that time. They all signed in every night to get their money. See, like one of my favorite things, like Rip Rogers ever did, was Rip Rogers. Like when he was in Smoky Mountain, he did that fucking deal where he was gonna squat. Like, oh yeah, the Hindu. Episode. Yeah, when he was gonna do the Hindu squats, and and through the whole episode, he's like doing the fucking Hindu squats. Like that was good shit to me. Uh, like I think well, that, Rip Rogers, that guy's legitimate, man. Yeah, that Hindu and, squats. He's really doing them. <laughs> and Backlund, Backlund did them all. Yeah, like one of my, I, like, I'm not a, obviously like I said this before. Like I'm not a wrestler. Like one of my favorite things, like a wrestler ever heard was fucking Kevin Nash talked about how he was in a hotel room and he heard a, he heard like all night pounding, pounding. On the fucking wall, boom, 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 and he just heard something pounding, 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 and he was like, "Oh, who's this guy in this fucking room next to me?" And he thought it was, and he found out it was Bob Macklin, and he thought Bob Macklin was just like <laughs> killing some broad. Yeah, he <laughs> Bob Macklin was just like pounding this chick all night, and it turned out it was just Bob Macklin doing fucking spots and shit in the room. <laughs> like, I thought that was a great story. <laughs> Like, like yeah, he's, I, he's I, like, I oh, Bob's it. in the next room while Bob's getting it. It's like, no, Bob's just doing Hindu squats. And I'll tell I you what, it. I'll tell you what, Bob Backlund is one of the coolest wrestlers I've ever met in person. Like, he was so cool to meet, and he was so, he was so, he did he wouldn't let me leave. Like, he, he signed a magazine for me that had him and Patera on the cover, 
And I said, thank you, sir, shook his hand, and I went to leave, and he kind of grabbed me by the shoulder, and, and you know, he, I mean, he spent 10 minutes talking with me, just really down to earth, really nice he, guy. He kind of he kind of freaked me out with the same exact reaction that you just said. Really? <laughs> about who wouldn't let me leave. Mm-hmm. Like, we were, we were on a show together. We were on a couple shows together. I mean, mostly in the Northeast, like Jersey, like for the bad crew and them guys. They were right. great guys. They always ran really good shows, you know, respectable. Mm-hmm. And we're on the show, and uh, I meet Backlund, and I'm not sure. It wasn't the first time because I met him when I was a kid, but I mean, you haven't seen him in years or whatever. And I see him, and you're talking to him, and all of a sudden he starts asking you questions like, "Like, where are you going when you leave here?" (laughs) I'm. I I think. I mean, I think I had somewhere to go the next day, Mm -hmm. like the next another show, and I think he was booked on the same show. And he was like, well, I was just wondering, young man, did you, would you like to travel together? <laughs> and I literally was like, I don't think so, dude. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like, th- this whole entire conversation. You give me, me a vibe here, Mr. Backland. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're changing clothes in a kitchen of a VFW fucking, you know, hall. And, you know, I'm half naked. You're standing there half, and you're asking me where I'm going later. If I want to travel with you, do you mind if I come with you? I, I literally, I literally just went. That was like, that was the biggest vibe that I've ever gotten, like from somebody. And I didn't like it because he was my favorite. I guess he was for a minute when I was a kid. My favorite wrestler when I was a kid. Right. He was the first autograph I've ever gotten. You know, but I mean, mm-hmm. for him to be like, "Hey, hey, little boy, <laughs> <laughs> would you like to jump in the car? <laughs> you want to go for a ride?" <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> you ever been booked in Jersey? You like, you like gladiator movies? movies. You, you like grown, yeah? You like gladiator movies? It's like, <laughs> yeah. like, am I on airplane? What the fuck is going on? Have you ever Mr. seen a bath? You ever seen a grown man naked? Yeah, that type of thing. Like, so I, I think at the cool. end of the day, I think at the end of the day, we can all agree, I all agree that this fucking ECW show was not a stellar. Oh, this show was terrible. <laughs> this like, one I, I, I just threw them. I just threw my notes in the yard. Like, I, <laughs> what, I mean, what do you think? Them. What do you think they could have done to make it better? Like, I mean, what, what Short, I, shorter, shorter footage of the matches? Number one. Agreed. Um, agreed. Yes. Like I said, everyone, every one of the matches except Eddie and JT could have gotten seventy five percent of the TV time they got, and um, Glenn Osborne. <laughs> Glenn, Glenn Osborne. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm wondering. I, I'm wondering where this actual show is as far as when the taping was was done. What well, you know? Is this the last? I I feel. Honestly, the the show that we just watched was a show that was recorded before the first show. Like, you think? yeah, I, I I feel like it was they put these guys out there at the beginning of it, and it wasn't great before it, and then they put this out after they got some fucking like. <laughs> video if that makes sense all right well i mean i i actually take the opposite route i think this is probably the end of the weekend tapings 
like what was left. That's what I, that, that's, I mean, that's what I think. But yeah, you could be right. So this mean, goddamn show was rough, man. It was rough. Was well, to yeah. uh, to sum up to sum up what we're all going to be watching next week for April twentieth, ninety three. I'll just read the description from WWE Network. On this edition of Eastern Championship Wrestling, the ECW television title tournament continues with Jimmy Snuka taking on Tommy Cairo and Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert battling Glenn Osborne. Plus, the Rockin' Rebel looks to shake the Sandman's tree. The goddamn Rockin' Rebel. The Rockin' Rebel is the shit, man. The Super Destroyers defend the ECW Tag Team Championship. So that's what we've got coming up next week. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm, gonna, I, I'm gonna honestly guys I want to enjoy me some Rock and Rebel I think Rock and Rebel I like Rock and Rebel I've always liked Rock and Rebel yeah Rock and oh, Rebel fantastic he's a great deal this show is coming up this week is a dandy <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm gonna have my wife go to the store and get an extra bigger box of microwave popcorn <laughs> Because I can't wait to sit there and watch the 38 minutes of what this is going to be. Extra Cairo and Jimmy Oh wow! Next week's going to be the next week's going to be the extra buttery, buttery edition. Of oh the, uh, boy! Like I, like I said, Snooker and Tommy Cairo. That is going to be fucking. Oh, what's, that's going to be off the fucking something. Oh jeez! You said it was going to be Rock and Rebel against the Sandman. No, Rock and Re- no, it just says Rock and Rebel is trying to shake the Sandman's tree. So I don't know what that means, but we'll see what well, that's. Well, gonna. WWE Network ain't gonna give you anything with Rock and Rebel just because of how they feel about him. But I, I, I think well, let's is- let's see how they handle it. Because mm-hmm. I mean, because if, if you're if you know the lineup and we're talking about it, let's see how they handle it and then talk about it then. Yeah, because I don't think you should not. I mean, you know, the guy did, he did the shit. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? He actually performed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just because whatever he did, he did, doesn't mean that you should not show whatever he did before he did it. Well, no, that, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that the WWE is, and, I, and I'm not trying to, Nate, are you not recording right now? No, I'm recording. Well, I'm just not trying to say that. Like, when we talk about Rock and Rebel, they're, I know for a fact that they, um, on the WWE Network, give him the same treatment that. Well, they, they, do men- they do mention him in this description, though. They don't, they don't, it's not like Benwell where they scratch his name. Yeah, but they, do, they don't let you click on shit. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Isn't, isn't Benoit being softly back? Yeah, they've like they've introduced we, him back into like videos, like if it's a Hall of Fame video or something like that. They don't they don't expl- expressly mention him, but there's no more, you know, just he never existed. I, I guess. I mean, nobody nobody's going on the WWE network and going in the search bar and typing in Rock and Rebel. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to like, worry. Like, about I'm it. a I'm a <laughs> I'm a freak. I'm just saying. I, I kind of do that. I don't want to watch Rock and Rebel. I think Rock and Rebel, like, to me, I think Rock and Rebel should have been a bigger fucking star than he was, man. I really do. Uh, so do I. It, it, it's his attitude. Did we already talk about this? Yeah. And, Again, and I know we're going to make that case every goddamn week. I'm going to make that case every 
goddamn day until he's not on fucking ECW. I think the Rockin' Rebel could have been a great goddamn heel in the WWE, WWF in Whoa. like 95. Oof. Now you're getting, now you're making, you're taking big steps here. Whoa. I don't <laughs> know about all that. I think he would have been great. I think the guy cut great promos. He, ex- he like, put out, like, enough of a, like, a cocky, dickhead heel type persona that he could have been something in well that era. I think he would have I'm been not great. Gonna, I'm not going to say you're wrong, but what he should have done, in my opinion, is he should have left Philadelphia, and he should have went and worked Memphis. He should have worked whatever territories were around in the earliest part of his career. That way, he would have got some sort of a structure, like an edu- you know what I mean, an education, as the far as like this is what the business is kind of thing. Because he had a he had, he had an attitude. Chuck had an attitude. You know, if he didn't want to do business, he didn't want to do business. But if somebody would have showed him, you know, back when he was a younger dude, it may have ended differently. Because right. yeah, he would have been great in Memphis, you know, Smoky Mountain, you know, maybe Portland even. But Portland, Jesus, well, never mind. He wouldn't have gotten any better in Portland. Not, 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 <laughs> not at not that even. point. No. Yeah, not, <laughs> not at that ooh. point. <laughs> but no, I mean, that guy could have been a great fucking heel. He could have been. Yeah. He, yeah. He's a dick. He's a dick. <laughs> he was a dick. Yeah, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Like He was a natural fucking prick. And it would have been great. In my opinion. There yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I, I mean, and, and he had a great body, and he was definitely he's another one of them guys where I I consider him a bought show guy. You know, mm-hmm. if you have a bought show, he's a guy that looks great on your show. He's in he's in fantastic shape. You know, he's heavy. He's two hundred fifty pounds. He looks great. Blah blah blah. You know, nobody knows who he is. You know, he's not <laughs> yeah. terrible. You know, but he, he looks like a wrestler. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> the Rock well, and Rebel well, is super underrated. Aaron has made his case for this week for Rock and Rebel. And with that, we are going to uh, wrap up, unless you guys have anything else on this show. Rock and well, Rebel for I, life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've had about enough about kissing Rock and Rebel's ass. <laughs> you know, I, I love Chuck, dude. I know all that shit was bad, but Chuck was always good to me, man. I, you know, that's all I can go by. Another 2300 pot in the books. And uh, for those of you who have not yet or, or do listen, just so you know, this week coming up also on the We Can't Wrestle podcast, we are going to be discussing WCW Clash of Champions New York Knockout. That's right. Two, what is it? Five letters, two words, I quit. Ric Flair and Terry Funk in the I quit match. We are going to be talking about that this week on the We Can't Wrestle podcast. So check that out. And of course, next week, April 20th, 1993. We will be talking about that episode of ECW. Chad, I'm looking forward to continuing this journey. Well, I'm looking forward to these shows getting better. Yes, sir. (laughs) Good fucking God. (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for joining us on the 2300 pod, and we'll see you next week. Have a good week, everybody. Salute.